Good morning and welcome to America One Podcast. Uh, How are you? And I hope you are all well. Uh, It is a beautiful autumn morning here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I hope it's beautiful where you are too. Look, any time we get a a new day on this side of eternity, it's a good day. A lot to get to today. Uh, On Saturday, as you know, I like to cover uh, the events of the past week. And boy, what a week it has been in the United States Uh, As we head into the Thanksgiving holiday next week, I want to remind everyone to please, please heed the call of the CDC here in America and of the World Health Organization around the globe. Do not travel to grandmoms this year. Do not get on a plane and go visit your folks or your sister or brother as much as you want to. Find some people that you can share Thanksgiving with locally, uh, people you've been exposed to where you guys have built up hopefully immunities to each other where you've all been wearing your mask, washing your hands, you're healthy, you're well. We know that this virus is slippery. We know that this virus is doing things that we don't understand. We know that young people are getting it. Babies are getting it. Kids are getting it. People at my age at midlife who are healthy and fit are getting it. A 30-year-old young woman died. I saw on the news the other day, had done nothing wrong, had stayed in her apartment had followed all the rules, wore her mask, etc. She got it. Within two days, she was acute, rushed to the hospital, and died uh, from collapse of her lungs. Uh, Our pastor's father, uh, who was the senior pastor emeritus at uh, our church here in Virginia Community Church, is in the hospital fighting for his life right now, a collapsed lung, COVID, on a ventilator. It's a lot. Uh, Speaking as someone who had it back in February and didn't know that I had it, we suspected that I had it, but at that time, we didn't know about this virus yet. And I know people who had it as early as last December 2019, January, February like me, and you didn't know for sure until you got your antibody test, which I did, and found out that, you know, I did have it. I was very sick, deathly sick. I don't ever want to be that sick again. I couldn't breathe my temperature was through the roof, uh, delirium, uh, just, it was awful. And I was traveling on the road. I think I've shared this before. I'm grateful to still be here among the living. And I mean that. And, uh, I now have to get some treatment for my lungs because I've got some, uh, blebs or whatever they call them or uh, fibrosis on the lungs, which again, they're saying is going to be pretty common for people that get this and they get it badly, um, and they will have issues with their lungs. They will have to have treatment, as I will, and others will. And one of my best friends who got it, we thought we were going to lose her and uh, in Louisiana. And uh, she now has to have physical therapy. She had to relearn how to walk. She was in the hospital for a good couple of weeks, her husband as well. Um, we're grateful that she's still with us. But this virus is no joke, folks. Please cut out this anti-mask any everything foolishness it's foolishness the virus is bigger than us it's smarter than us it's more lethal than us we can't wish it away curse it away ignore it away it's deadly and it's dangerous so we have to take it seriously so please for the love of god for the love of your citizens uh, that you live with in this country for the love of your family your neighbors your friends your colleagues wear your mask wash your hands Stay in if you don't have to go out. Avoid restaurants as much as possible. They're saying that eating indoors is not wisdom. Sit outside if you can, if it's feasible. If not, 
have your food brought. Uh, and again, for Thanksgiving, be smart. We are having a Thanksgiving dinner, but we have under 10 people, which is what the CDC recommends. Everybody that'll be at our house is people that we've seen uh, over the last few weeks or so or months socially. Uh, you know, when we've had outings outside to grab a glass of wine or dinner or whatever here in Virginia. Uh, we're not seeing family that lives far. Uh, I wanted to go to California and, and take mom to see her mom, who's uh, my grandmother, maternal grandmother, who will be 91, Lord willing, in January. And we would love to see her, but it's not wise. We don't want her to be sick. So um, for those of us who have large, large families, you're just going to have to put them on Zoom and you're going to have to uh, eat dinner together and, and just enjoy each other with Zoom. I know it sucks. I know it's not what you want. And I know Christmas is coming and it's the same deal. But as someone posted, better a small Thanksgiving uh, and a Zoom Thanksgiving than an ICU Christmas. So I want to get to uh, what's on my heart today. I'm not going to be long. American democracy is at risk. Uh, This past year has worried me since the impeachment began. And I saw sitting U.S. senators that are sworn to an oath to the Constitution, not to the president, not to their party. The evidence was overwhelming from the Mueller report. Like it or not, this president committed high crimes and misdemeanors under the Constitution. I consider myself a constitutional scholar. I wrote a book about it, E Pluribus One, Reclaiming Our Founders' Vision for a United America. If you don't have a copy, it's a great time to get one. Read it to the kids. Get it for Christmas. Share it, buy it, order it on Amazon, Barnes, everywhere books are sold. I know that we're running low on the hardcover, and we're going to be going to paperback next year. Uh, But it's a great time to learn about the underpinnings of democracy, to learn about how we're founded, what the founders envisioned for this great republic. Uh, As Ben Franklin once famously said when a woman asked him at the Philadelphia, uh, at the the convention hall uh, where they were gathered to... um, create the Declaration of Independence. She said, what do we have? And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. And what he meant was republics are, in my opinion, the best form of government because they're a government by and for the people and closest to the people. The problem with republics is you they are fragile. Democracies, pure democracies is mob rule. Socialism isn't something we want. We're going to talk about that. Communism is certainly not something we want. Authoritarianism is what we're under, and I'm going to get to that. It's a soft tyranny, and we've been going this way for a while. And so the problem with republics is that they are subject to, as we're seeing right now, they're only as good as you honoring your institutions, as you keeping faith with them, and you you hold fast to the principles upon which you were founded on. In our system of government, we have free and fair elections. We just had an amazing election where something like 150 million plus people voted in this election. Record mail-in voting, uh, record participation due in part to COVID. I give praise and thanks to Republicans, Democrats, independents who ran these elections in our 52 states and territories. People who um, absolutely positively kept their workers safe who stayed night after night after night counting votes in Michigan and Pennsylvania and Arizona and Nevada and Georgia and states that were too close to call, North Carolina. I thank you. I applaud you. And I'm embarrassed and ashamed that you've been attacked 
and lied on and accused of allowing fraud to happen, of not allowing uh, watchers being there from Democratic and Republican parties to watch. We know that this is a lie. We know that it's not true. But what has happened is that what our founding fathers never envisioned, what the Congress of old never envisioned was that we would have a rogue president who would not honor the time-tested tradition of passing the baton once the election is over, once the votes are counted. Listen, every president or challenger has a right to make sure that if an election's close, like in 2000, when the election literally was hanging in the bounds with hanging chads, there's no joke there, 578 votes, folks, decided the 2000 presidential race. And if you look at history and facts, Al Gore was given the right by the U.S. Supreme Court to litigate that thing forever in Florida, but he chose not to do it. I would like to hope I would have the courage of Al Gore to stand up after looking at my 30 days of having the votes counted and going through legal challenges and say, I love my country more. And even though I've worked hard to be president and I don't want to lose by 578 stinky votes, I'm going to do what's right. And that's what he did. And he got behind George Bush. And as we know, he attended the inauguration. And that's what we do. George Herbert Walker Bush in 1992 was devastated to lose to Bill Clinton. He was a World War II hero. He had just had the highest rating of popularity post the Persian Gulf War in 1991-92 of any president. He was unbeatable. And then came Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton beat him fair and square. He beat him handily. And George Herbert Walker Bush conceded that night. He called them a week later. They invited him to the White House. First Lady Barbara Bush famously embracing Hillary Clinton like a younger daughter, hugging her. The Clintons were young. They were only in their mid to late 40s when they took office. And so the Bushes who were then in their probably uh, mid to late 60s uh, were from a different generation. But they did the right thing, as did Hillary Clinton when she lost in 2016. She called him that night. She said, Donald, congratulations. Well done. She conceded the next day publicly in a major address and said, Donald Trump will be our next president. There is video footage that shows President Trump at the inauguration praising the Obamas, saying they were, quote, magnificent in how they helped him with the transition, welcomed him and his wife, because that's what we do. No, not this guy. And I'm sick and tired of those of you out there making excuses. I'm sick and tired of hearing about, well, he's different and he's a businessman. That's bullshit. Let me just go ahead and tell you, that's not okay. You don't get to lie. You don't get to make stuff up. You don't get to say, well, you know, he, he thought there was fraud, thought my butt. You don't get to do that in America. You got to have proof. You got to have proof when you go into a courtroom as judges have thrown these people out. Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis. Rudy Giuliani, you should lose your law licenses. You have lied. You have peddled lies. You have falsely gone before tribunals with no evidence, with reckless and false accusations, defaming people's integrity and their character, attacking secretaries of state, which the president has done. Then the president decided, well, hell, if I can't do it through the courts, I'll just go ahead and invite the electors from the states to come and I'll ask them to overturn the election. Folks, this is not a banana republic. This is not Venezuela. This is not Chile. This is not Russia. This is not China. This is not uh, Syria or Turkey or some other place in the world where they do this kind of stuff routinely. This is the United States of America. And we don't do that here. Enough 
is enough. Donald Trump, you lost. And you lost bigly, to quote you. The same vote spread that you had against Hillary Clinton in 2016, Joe Biden has that same exact spread against you. But in point of fact, he has 6 million more popular votes than you. 6 million more. Friends, we're going to have to rethink where we are with the Electoral College and the popular vote because we can't have candidates winning by 6 million votes, 3 million votes, and then losing the election, which could have happened if just 100,000 votes in these three states or so had been flipped the other direction. That's not acceptable. Look at the map. Look at the map of blue and the map of red. The red is landmass. Now, look, I'm a fan of the Founding Fathers, as you know. I'm a fan of the Constitution. I'm a fan of the Electoral College in its original inception. But keep in mind, when it was created, guys, what? We had a country of 13 colonies, not 52 states and territories. There is a big difference between the America of 1776 the America of 1789, the America of 1800, of 1900, and the America of 2020. They're vastly different, and we're going to need to wrestle with that. We're also going to need to ask ourselves about our system of checks and balances. We have an executive, Article 2. We have a Congress, a legislative, Article 1. We have the courts, Article 3. They are separate, co-equal branches of government. None can exert power over the other. None can override the other. None cannot work without the concert and agreement and the checks and the balances of the other. What a brilliant system. Read the Federalist Papers. Folks, you got to start being an informed and engaged citizenry. That's why I wrote E Pluribus One. That's why I was so passionate about it four years ago. I saw this coming. I saw the divisions. I saw the lack of people being informed about basic things about how laws work, how Congress works, who uh, the cabinet is, who the president is, who the vice president is, people getting their information off of news channels, whether it's Fox, MSNBC, CNN, whether it's off of some wacky right-wing blog or some wacky left-wing blog, whatever it is, you got to start reading history books. You have to be intellectually curious. A democracy is only going to last. A republic is only going to stand as long and as much as we are vigilant to keep guard of her and to safeguard her. If we're going to go down this path of being tribal, of being nationalistic, of being angry and pissed off and aggrieved, and when you don't agree with me, I'm going to threaten your life, I'm going to threaten your livelihood, I'm going to threaten to kill your grandmom, kill you. If that's who we're becoming, we're in trouble. And what I've seen in this past month has worried me. If you saw me on CNN on Friday, it's pinned on my Twitter page, it's pinned on my Facebook page my public page. You can watch the full clip. I broke this all down for you. There are laws. We are a nation of laws. And it's not just when it suits you, Mr. President. You can't call for law and order in the streets and talk about the bad Black Lives Matter people and all the people you like to talk about. But then your party and your people and your supporters go and give a $2 million bail to a murderer Kyle Rittenhouse, a young white male with a gun, is allowed to go and murder people, and we bail him out. Khalif Browder, who was trending on Twitter uh, this past week because the anniversary of his murder at Riker Island, actually used suicide, but he was locked up for uh, maybe stealing a backpack, I believe was the charge, something under $20, and they put him at Riker's? Really? 
That's a place for mass murderers and killers and thugs. But that's the justice system in this nation. Black males getting shot and killed every day. George Floyd gets a knee to the neck. All of that. You know, I heard all the excuses. They were foul. They were disgusting. They were odious. Unbelievable, the stuff I heard from people I thought I knew who I don't want to know anymore. And this is where we are. And this president is lawless. You called electors and state legislators to come to the White House so that you could lobby them and have an advocacy conversation, so says The sitting press secretary, who, by the way, is collecting a salary from a campaign and from the White House, which is a violation of the Hatch Act. These people violate the laws. They do whatever they want. And then they curse and yell at the rest of us and call us the libs. And they want to own the libs and the rhinos and all this other foolishness. We're headed down the wrong path, America. Let me tell you what. Donald Trump's going to leave on January 20th. 2021. The Secret Service will drag him out if they have to. They'll put him on the sidewalk and leave him there. So let's be clear about that. But Trumpism is not going away. I am concerned because I have sat and I've racked my brain. I've watched Fox. I've watched and listened to Breitbart and Beck and all these other ones. And I'm trying to understand what they're so pissed off about because they're pissed off every day. They're they're angry. Somebody's coming to get them. There's 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 a scheme. There's a plot. There's 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 this socialism afoot. Socialism. Is that what you're worried about? Because we got authoritarianism and fascism sitting right there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, deal with it. That's real. We have a fascist authoritarian who doesn't believe he has to abide by the rules, who doesn't want to concede, who doesn't want to respect the rule of law, who doesn't want to honor our elections, who's attacked our elections, who's attacked election officials, who's fired people that are ahead of our our cybersecurity, our secretary of defense, just because he's a vindictive prick. Is that is that where we are? Because if that's where we are, we're in trouble. I am ashamed and embarrassed of tens of millions of fellow Americans who voted for four more years of chaos, of division, of hatred, of anger, of sloppiness, of unprofessionalism. None of you could get on Twitter and say what he does at your job and still have a job. None of us could do it. None of us. None of us could be so disrespectful of our country, disrespectful of our laws without finding ourselves facing law enforcement. Folks, this is America. It is the greatest experiment ever known to man, but it is only 243 years old. We're still new. We're not even 250 years old yet, folks. And if we don't guard this democracy, if we don't guard our ideals, if we don't protect them with our very lives, And with our hearts and our minds and our souls, we will lose the America that we all grew up in. We will lose the majesty of America, the beautiful. And I don't want that to happen. I don't like what I see. I feel like I'm in a Frankenstein movie on most days with the pitchforks and the torches and they're banging on the door and and they're angry and they're pissed off. We have to figure out, and I mean this seriously, what I'm about to say. I'm sincere about this and I have some big news that I'm going to share in January, but I'm going to wait. But I'm concerned and I want to know what's going on. I want to know why 70 plus million of our fellow Americans agree with this. I want to know what they're angry about. I want to know why they fear socialism so much when this is a capitalist free country. Why they fear socialism so much when an authoritarian fascist is in the White House. The end. 
It's real. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care if it upsets you. I'm going to call a thing a thing. And we all better start doing that because we do have free speech. We do have freedom of the press. We do have the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Third, Fourth, Fifth, Eighth, Tenth Amendment, the Bill of Rights. Read them. Do you even know what the Bill of Rights are, folks? Because you need to know what they are. And if you don't, you better go learn about them. Go get E Pluribus One. I break it all down for you very simply. And I show you that the tapestry and the greatness of this country has been weaved together since the moment we started in the 1600s, by the way, 1607 here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, the colony then of Virginia, 1619 is when slavery begins. And by the way, go back and listen to the 1619 podcast. It is our most popular podcast we've ever done in the last three seasons. And it's because I think it was... Just one of those moments where I really just spoke from my heart and my soul about the beginning of this country that I love. You can't have 1776 without 1619. And and, and you white conservative males who are all pissed off that the country's no longer 99% yours. You have 99% of the wealth, the jobs, the opportunity, the access. Yeah, now you've only got maybe 90% of it. White women are your biggest competitors, not black people like me, not black men, not black women, not Latinas, Latina men, none of that. That's not true. We got to stop with the lying. The lying just got to stop. There are not alternative facts, Kellyanne, my friend who I've known forever. There are not. There's one set of facts. There's veritas. There's truth. And then there's lies. Then there's manipulations and there's demonization. And that has to stop or we're going to wreck this country. Ran over. It's Saturday. This is Saturday Thoughts segment with Sophia Nelson, your host of the One America podcast. One America, e pluribus unum out of many, one. That better be what we hold on to. We can disagree. We can not always like each other, but we don't have to hate each other and disrespect each other. That does not have to happen, folks. And it's happening too often. It's being fomented by leaders. And by the way, before I get off, Republican leaders in the Senate, let me talk to you for a moment. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're afraid of, but shame on you. You have children and you have grandchildren. And I promise you there will come a day for those of you who are still young enough to have more days ahead. Some of the senators are in their 70s and 80s, which to me makes it more important that you do what is right. Chuck Grassley, you've been a pretty honorable man your whole life. What are you doing in this twilight of your life where you now have covid Fighting over mass, attacking each other on the Senate floor, refusing to pass relief for the American people who are suffering. That is your damn job. Do your job. We pay you well, senators. You all make over a buck eighty a year, plus your allowances, plus all the goodies and perks that you get. And then when you come out, you get to, to retire at 90% of your salary for the rest of your life once you retire. And then there are the big fat lobbying jobs and all the grift that you get to make at the expense of the American people. Tired of it. We need term limits, folks. You guys are a wasteland. You're not like Margaret Chase Smith. You're not like Thaddeus Stevens. You're not like Everett Dirksen. You're not like <clears throat> the great leaders from the Republican Party, Lincoln, Grant, Eisenhower, Jerry Ford, even Nixon and all of his criminality with the break-in. And it's always the cover-up, folks. If Nixon had just admitted it, 
and said, I'm firing these guys. These guys did X, Y, Z. Here's what I knew. Here's what I didn't. Please forgive me. He would have been fine. It's always the lie. It's always the cover up that gets you. But Nixon, history will record and has, was a pretty good president. Open relations with China. Did a lot of things that were actually really positive. But it's when we give in to our darker impulses and our darker vices of of, of, of anger and hatredness and envy and, 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 and authoritarian instincts, when we give in to that, that's when we self-destruct. And then we hurt the Republic. And the Republic was hurt by Watergate. It took decades to recover trust. We need to go to a system of public financing. I'm a libertarian probably more than I'm a Republican or a conservative. I believe in liberty. I believe in freedom of the individual, free from the big government state. Now, that ship sailed a long time ago. Long, long time ago. Our presidents now all spend like drunks. Because spending is addictive. And social programs are addictive. And they're hard to break. So socialism isn't what you need to fear. It's authoritarianism and it's fascism. And what we've seen over this last couple of weeks shows us that Any man or woman that gets in that office that is not of the moral and virtuous character that the founders like John Adams talked about, moral and virtuous government and moral and virtuous leaders doesn't mean perfect leaders. It doesn't mean perfect people. It means men and women, though, of character, not of vice. Men and women who put the republic first. Men and women who understand the rule of law. Men and women who honor our free and fair elections. Men and women who believe in equality for everybody, not just a few somebodies. That's what they meant. We've seen that be assaulted and we've seen this man do whatever he's wanted. And we've all sat being held hostage, feeling helpless because under the Constitution, we've only got the remedy of the 25th Amendment, which the vice president and the cabinet refused to enact, even though they damn well know they should. And the impeachment clause, they only gave us two remedies to get rid of a rogue president. We need to rethink that. We need to add in some more remedies, I think. That are not just in the sense of constitutional ones, but criminal ones. If if the president of the United States were to wake up one morning and, and shoot somebody in the White House, I want him or her arrested just like I would if I did that or if you did that. I don't want them to have immunity from crimes. This is America. We don't have kings. We don't have tyrants. We don't have despots. We have citizens. We have a citizen-run government. And when you are the president, we honor you. We honor your office. But you are just one of us safeguarding and keeping liberty and justice for all. Folks, that's my Saturday thoughts word. I hope I said something that resonated with somebody. Again, you should be following me on every I Am Sophia Nelson platform. Buy E Pluribus One today. Get a copy for Christmas. Give it as a gift. Read it to the kids. Great, great discussion about the founding of this country and what it's all about. I look forward to uh, having guests on next week. Two guests wanted to record this week, but COVID is shooting up. COVID is out of control. Please take this seriously. Please safeguard your family, yourself, your kids, and your elderly loved ones. I love you guys. God bless you and God keep you. God bless the United States of America.